that's how you build rivalries, and that's how you build atmosphere. Edwards, three-pointer, it's good! This team is right there with anybody else in, in the country. They are clicking on kind of a different level that we didn't um, that we didn't see this year. Perry for the lead. Oh! He did it again. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Zone Star State Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me once again is Ishmael Johnson. Ish, how are you doing today? Doing good, Ben. Uh, I can the last touches on this basketball magazine this weekend. Uh, hopefully, hopefully uh, by the time they listen to this, it's already on its final touches. So, yeah, there you go. You see the the angst, the uh, fatigue <laughs> in Ish's face, and uh, we're ready to go. Though we're ready to go. It's almost yeah. time. Uh, less than a month away from the season, and so that means we are going to start previewing uh, everything about this uh, state. Twenty-five teams. You know, or 25 schools, 50 teams, <laughs> men's and women's yeah. each side. Uh, we try our best to cover all of them in as much depth as we can. Um, and in order to preview them, we want to, you know, have some fun instead of just going individually by each one. So here we're going to be doing the top 10 um, backcourts and front courts for men, the men's basketball side in the state. Um, and then I also want to give a couple of shout outs as well that didn't make the top 10. But regardless, um, Ish, we'll start with the backcourts, and mm-hmm. I sent you the list of all of the contenders I had, and yes. I did, did not have them ordered. The rest of mm-hmm. them, you know, I ordered them tentatively on like the women's side and stuff, but this is the one I do not have ordered because, um, it's just so much. It's so much. It's a lot. Now, I, I did order them. If you want me to, yes. if you want to discuss, okay, okay, yes, so. I I do want you to go. Right. So, which which way do you want to go? Top to bottom? First to first one, to ten. One to ten. We'll do one to ten. Okay. I'm trying to hold. Let me in my head. Let me okay. get it organized real quick. Houston. Okay, I think I know where you're gonna go. But all right, let's hear your let's hear your list. And all right. Let's see. Okay. So number one, I got Houston. Okay, I knew. Yeah. All right. So I'm just going to roll these off, and then we can we can kind of dissect, okay. or you can you can kind of go at me when you kind of are see the glaring, you know, okay. or whatever. So Houston, Texas A&M, Texas Baylor, TCU, North Texas, UTEP, Rice, SMU, Texas State. All right, repeat that to me slowly. Houston, yeah. Houston. Texas A&M, Texas, Baylor, TCU, North Texas, UTEP, Rice, SMU, Texas State. Rice, SMU, Texas State. Okay, that is a list. I think I would have had a very different list. Well, first of all, Mm let's start at the top. Let's start at the top. Houston one, I, I agree with. I think yes. Jamal Shed, LJ Cryer, Damian Dunn are, are the that's the best backcourt in the state. Um, mm-hmm. Whether Jamal Shed shoots or not, you know, is one thing. Efficiently, whether he shoots, I think it's a complimentary back. I think it's the most complimentary backcourt. Exactly. Um, LJ Cryer should be able to step right in, score the ball. Damian Dunn should be able to come in, score the ball, and be a nice addition for them. That's the best backcourt in the state. I, I have no problem with that. 
after mm-hmm. that, it gets very interesting to me because A&M is not the direction I expected you to go. Mm-hmm. But now that I think about you, it, I don't, I don't dislike it. Can you guess? Can you guess why? I mean, Wade Taylor and Boots Radford. That's a. I mean, it killed the SEC last year. We they've played together for three years now. This is their third year together. Um, and as I was putting it together, I guess on paper, you know, probably would have been like something like Baylor or Texas, probably vying for that number two. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just feel like there's something to those two guys playing together for three years now. And you mentioned what they did in the uh, the, the SEC last year. I, I think defensively, I think while, you know, uh, Radford's not exactly the most uh, the most highlight worthy offensive player. Like I just think that they complement each other so well, and so you add in somebody like uh, Eli Lawrence, you add in, or you, of course you bring Jace Carter back. I think that there's something just together about like having something that you know works, and then just adding to it, right? With, with Eli Lawrence. Yeah. After that, I think I would go Baylor at three over Texas. Okay. I don't know if that sounds crazy to people, but Baylor, I'm. I think I'm just ridiculously high on Ray J. Dennis. Um, I think, no, I, I, yeah, I agree with that. I, my thing with them is talent-wise, I think I'd probably go Baylor, but we at least know what Tyrese Hunter can do um, mm-hmm. in the Big Twelve, right? And so I think that's where I kind of that's where I lean Texas just right now. Um, I agree with you. I think if I had to put, if I if we had to list like the the top transfers coming in, I think Ray J. Dennis is one over Cryer, over like for me over Cryer over Amos, um, just because I think that he fits exactly what Scott Drew wants to do. So that's that was it's again it's more of what we know about Ty, um, uh, Tyrese Hunter, and then kind of what Max Amos brings to the table, and then what Kendall Weaver off the bench brings to the table potentially too. As a you know he's still going to be a second uh, second year sophomore. Yeah. Jacoby Walter is the other X factor for me. He's he's yeah. the one, obviously, that like that you could get. I mean, Keontae George, is that like his floor next year? Like a good player that like can fill it up scoring wise and stuff like that, but maybe isn't as, you know, isn't a game breaker in the Big 12 where you have all these experienced players. Like, is that his floor again? You mean would you say ceiling? Because I would say that's a pretty hot floor if you're saying Keontae George. I'm saying I think that's I think I think Jacoby Walter might be a more well-rounded I, I don't I'll say I think he's a better two-way player. I don't think he's a better scorer. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, which could outweigh, which could counter off counterbalance how much of a downgrade it may be offensively, right? If you can if he's not, you know, kind of a, a saloon door <laughs> that Keontae mm-hmm. George was on defense. Um but and he will be surrounded by a better defensive team, so that may help too. So I mean it's true, like it, you're not you're not wrong by taken into account Kobe Walter too. Um, I guess for me, it was more of like, I guess it was a debate of like, how much do I know versus how much am I projecting? Yeah. Um, And Baylor's backcourt, as much as I love it on paper, it's all projection. (laughs) Yes, definitely. All right. That's the top four at five. You have TCU. And I think this one, this one's a lot of projection too. (laughs) It is, but I, I think this is right here. I'm just going through the rest of my list. I think this is the comfortable five spot. I think this is where – this is like – I don't even know if they're – they're not in the top tier. I think the top four are in a tier maybe, and then you have TCU mm-hmm. by itself here. 
But I do think yeah. they are comfortably five. Jameer Nelson, Avery Anderson, Travian Tennyson. Like you said, three transfers coming in, but we have very high expectations for, for them. Yeah, you want to say, and if you, you know, you expect Micah Peavy to maybe take a modest step yes. forward as well. He would be number um, yeah, he would be four in that. Right. So, yeah, I, I think that that's something. I think they're, that's a comfortable spot. They could end the year definitely higher. Um, they could end the year a little bit lower. Uh, but that's that's definitely like the ultimate projection. And I guess you can say that about their whole roster, really. Yeah, their whole roster. TCU, <laughs> they're just, if in theory, they're the deepest team in Texas. Like, in right. theory, yeah. no. 10, 12 deep and that can all play. And now it's like, all right, who's actually going to step up for Mike Miles? Who's going to make the plays at the guard spots for them? Um, yep. This is where it gets just off the rails. <laughs> this and this is the one where I kind of had to like, kind of almost throw the projection slash what I know out the window where I'm just like, I just like some of these players. So. I like them. Um, North Texas at six. This yeah. is, I, I don't hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely have them like somewhere in that tier. Uh, mm-hmm. Ruben Jones returning as the um, Conference USA defensive, uh, was a first team all defense. Yeah. Um, Rondell Walker coming in from Oklahoma State. Jason Edwards, 22 points per game in Juco, expected to be that next junior college. Um, One guy you didn't have on there was John Bugs. I didn't have John Bugs on there, and I also didn't have CJ Noland on there, who was yeah. um, a player at Oklahoma for two years that, that you know, has some talent there, too. That's, yep. I mean, if you throw those two in there, I think this is definitely the sixth best backcourt. I'm trying to think just like top two or three. And there, and it gets like, uh, I don't fully know. But, yeah, John Bugs, 11 points per game from UTSA, very good defender as well. Uh, you could definitely put him in this group. So it's yeah. – I actually – yeah, I, the more I think about it, the more I think this is the right placement for, for North Texas. Yeah. I, again, I, you know how much of a fan I am of, um, of Ruben Jones um, and adding potentially somebody like a John Bugs who can be a two-way player with him. Like, I think it's – I think, and then of course, whatever Jason Edwards proves to be, I think he, I think, of course, you know that Grant and Ross know Chuco's. And so if they feel like this guy can come in and contribute, okay. Yeah. Um, seven is where I think I have the biggest discrepancy here because I would okay. have Texas Southern at seven. I don't know. Interesting. I don't okay. know. I mean, PJ Henry is the preseason player of the year in the South, in the swag. That's a good point. That is a good point. So it's like he's yeah. he's the one. I'm like, all right, they get him back. They also get yeah. back Zatarius Mortal, who averaged, I think it was seven points per game. And then they add Jonathan Cisse, the top scorer from Incarnate Word. That's the that's a trio for me that I think deserves to be in the in that group there. Maybe right behind. That's me. fair. I, so, I could see that. Um, I honestly, I probably I had probably overlooked Texas Southern in general just because I didn't. I, Cisse was a big player for you, I, uh, Incarnate Word last year. I think we didn't, we didn't we didn't watch much Incarnate Word last year. That's the right, hard yeah, part. I was about to say, yeah, we did not. Um, I think for me, Tay Hardy being exactly what uh, Joe Golding wants, and then adding a Zid Powell to that, mm-hmm. and then if David Terrell comes in, I'm assuming he's going to play some moderate minutes from high school. Um, and of course, you mentioned Corey Camper. We talked about him. I think that team's going to fit maybe what. Joe Golding wants that team to yeah. embody, and so I think while on paper they may not be as gifted or as good as uh, scoring as PJ Henry and then Jonathan Cisse, I think that I think that they're going to be able to do what UTEP wants to do, maybe better than uh, yeah. Texas Southern is. So. Yeah, 
Um, you have Rice at eight. I don't have a problem with that. I don't think at all. Yeah, Travis it's be... Travis Evie. Yeah, basically, it's basically if it was Olivari, they'd be in the, probably in the top tier. Obviously, yeah. um, replacing him with Noah Shelby. We'll see. Um, Makai Mason coming back. Sure, it's reliable. We know what they are, um, but we also know what they are. <laughs> so, uh, so that's why they're probably at eight. Yeah. You know, as opposed to higher. <laughs> Yeah, that's why they're eight. Um, but yeah, well, it should be should be fun offense again. I know Shelby. Yeah. I mean, coming out of high school was a uh, top one hundred guy. Spent one year at yeah. Randy, so comes back to to Rice. So, in theory, should be uh, a good backcourt mate there. Nine, you have SMU. I don't have a problem with this. Uh, Zurich, that's just, just literally just get Zurich Phelps some help, please. <laughs> just just Rice and Chuck SMU. Harris. Yeah. yeah. Well, Chuck Harris also pretty good at, at Butler. Um, he put up, I believe, 10 points a game. So, like, mm-hmm. just give him another option, please. Yeah. Um, I have Jalen Smith in there as the third guard, but I don't even yeah. really, you know, he's he's can he's fine, but he's not yeah, like he's fine. Like a great third guard. Yeah. I, I added late Texas Tech, and we haven't got to your number 10 spot yet, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I didn't even have Texas Tech on my radar initially, and I don't fully know why. Um, I, yeah go ahead what do you, what do you i guess for me for texas tech and then they could absolutely i kind of overlooked them as well my thing with texas tech is who runs this offense yeah right like is that kind of how grant sees pop isaac does he see that in him right does he see that ability to like you're going to play points a little bit um is it a combination of tucson and darian williams maybe um but i just i that's kind of where i'm at right now and again maybe i could we'll talk about the last team i have i wouldn't be i could be talked into adding tech i guess i overlooked because i was more i'm seeing a lot of this is like who's the point guard who's the shooting guard? You know, i'm kind of seeing a binary maybe and maybe mm-hmm. it's maybe that's kind of a limitation of how i'm thinking about it too yeah well also we don't know how this offense is going to look at all or this team is going to look it can pop eyes sure. even fit in this yeah team um right williams tucson you know they come in as good good players but can they mm-hmm. play in this i don't know it's just talk about projecting i mean if you put if and i probably you know maybe would put tech at 10 but that's strictly off projecting of them being mm-hmm. i like their front court a lot more i think than their back court i, I do have their uh, front court i think in my top 10 i think yeah relatively high so um yeah the back court is going to be really interesting to me i don't have a problem not not having them in but i wanted to shout them out Ten, you have Texas State, and I'll let you educate me on Texas State because it's a lot of new faces. It's a lot of it's a lot of projected. Uh, Drew Drennan's been there for a couple years. He he was uh, he, I don't think he took the step forward that people wanted last year. Um, but I think his numbers were still improvements. He shot better from three, shot better from the field, played more minutes. Um, the secret here for me is Colton Benson. Like this guy can shoot the ball, and somebody that when you watch last year's Texas state team, it was a team that really couldn't shoot the ball. Um, and that was what made them deadly the year before. And then in uh, uh, TJ's first year as well. So I think adding him is legitimately a game breaker um, because he is somebody who you could look at to shoot six, seven threes a game at a high 30 percentage, maybe the low forties. So I really think he opens up the floor a lot for this team. And then Drew Drennan also gives him somebody to kick it out to because he's going to be the primary playmaker this year. I think complimentary-wise it fits. Um, but again, if you ask me later today, I can also just be like, yeah, no, Tech has Pop Isaacs. Like, I can just put them yeah. in there. 
So that was cool. all right. A few more shout outs um, before we get to the front courts. Um, I did. I did think about Stephen F. Austin, Latrell Gisell, AJ Kajuste, yeah. and uh, Frank Stain. Uh, Frank Stain transfers in from Utah Tech with about seven points per game. I think that's a Latrell Gisell by in and by himself is you know mm-hmm. obviously a capable scorer, capable player for SFA uh, the past right. year, and um, I think that backcourt is probably in that ten to twelve range right there. Mm-hmm. Um, UT Arlington, I have. In there, kind of, Aaron Cash uh, is the only returner, but then Dewan Gordon, 10 points per game from New Mexico State. And then Akili uh, Vinning from Texas Westland was also a player. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam Houston State, they got Devon Barnes, uh, or Devin Barnes, uh, 13.5 points per game from Texas Southern. Bryce Cook, 21 points per game in Juco, and then they returned Jaden Ray, who was kind of a defensive player, but still, I like that. Yeah, that was, big, that was a big piece to hold on to because they, of course, we know that Hooten's at New Mexico State now. Yeah. And lastly, I have Abilene Christian, Emmanuel Allen, Ali, and Ali uh, Abdu-Dabam uh, from yeah. uh, Chicago State. I think that's a pretty good one-two punch there for ACU. So yep. that's all of the um, – like teams like <laughs> – which we'll talk about, I guess, in the front court too, but like a and Corpus <laughs> Christi just overhauled its roster, obviously, with Lutz going to West Kentucky. So, like, right. Prairie View has had a lot of turnover as well on their roster. I think it was – they only returned two players, I think, Prairie View does, I think I read. Something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, um, not a lot there. But good – that was a good rundown of the the backcourts. That was um, – Yeah, fun. I'm willing to uh, – let's go ahead and for the record show, let's switch. Now that I can quit second-guessing myself, let's put Tech at 10. Um because now that I think, now that I'm thinking about it more, like I overthought the whole like who's running point guard thing. So I think I'm willing to put Tech at ten. Can we put Texas Southern in? Mm, let me see. Let me All see. right. How about this? How about I propose? Oh. Sorry. So are you sorry? You saying take out SMU, SMU, or are you saying okay? I feel bad. I'm sorry, Zerich. Okay. 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 That's okay. kind of a. But, uh, I like. I can see it. I can see it. So we'll go eight rice, nine tech, ten t- tech selling. Sure. What do you want? I'm okay with that. Okay. That's good with me. All right. Whenever if I make a graphic, <laughs> we'll put it on there, like that. I don't read the, the mentions on fire. Yeah. Ish is top ten. I'm not. I'm not tagging myself. <laughs> it's just at Ishmael Johnson. That's who made this list. All right. Go ahead, him. All right. Front chords. <clears throat> This one I did put one through ten. Um, oh, did you do it one through ten, or you just want to go through go off mine? I'll go off yours because I I don't. I mean, I'll I, I I'm actually looking at yours like in depth the first time, so I can kind of react in real time. Okay, all right. So, number one, Texas. Um, number two, Baylor. Number three, TCU. Four, Texas Tech. Five, Houston. Six, North Texas. Seven, Texas A and M. Eight Rice, nine Stephen F. Austin, and ten SMU. That's my list. I think it is a little spicy in certain spots here. I think it is too. I think <laughs> off the top of my head, Tech's pretty high. Tech is high. Tech is high. Um, and I think A and M and North Texas are pretty low. Okay, I could see. I. I, I... North Texas is hard for me. Let's let's start. It at the is. Top. It is. Let's start. Okay, at the, go, let's go. Let's start. At Texas is. Are they your one? 
Yes. I, I think as what, especially with what we saw of Jonathan Chamochachua last year. No, Texas, right? Texas is the one. No, no, I'm saying, I'm saying like, oh, okay, yes. If, if we were getting the JTT of two years ago, it'd be Baylor one, yes. right? But what we know, granted, he could be more healthy. And by the end of this year, we see, okay, they're the best still. Uh, but yeah, based on how Dylan DeSue ended the year versus how Jonathan Chamochachua played last year, I think that's enough to more or less make that definitive. Yeah, yeah. that's Texas one. Yeah, Dylan Mitchell, Dylan DeSue, Caden Shedrick transfers in from uh, Virginia. I think that's yep. the the number one backcourt. And if you want to throw Brock Cunningham in there, shout out Brock. I was about to say, yeah, he. I mean, he he'll, he'll play some of the small ball four, small yeah. ball five, maybe at times, depending on the matchup. But yeah, number two, I once again, I think this one was fairly simple. Baylor at two, Jalen Bridges, Josh Ojanwuna, and Jonathan Chamochachua in the front court. I didn't include, you know, Caleb Lohner's also in there. Yves Masi's right. also in there. Uh, I think that's the the second best backcourt. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, hundred percent. I think it does. See, adds just enough depth. Uh, by the way, uh, we didn't even mention for Texas, Zarek Anyema, who comes over from UTEP, uh, seven points, four rebounds a game. Again, just adds to that depth starting experience. So yeah, I would say, but Baylor, yes, getting back on Baylor, he's to see. Um, even if it's a fraction of Jonathan Chamochacho, like he's still a very, he's a plus defender and he's a presence on the floor. Um, I think Jalen Bridges adds a lot too. So yeah, hundred percent. I agree with that. I think, I think TCU is also by itself here. I don't, you can correct me if I'm wrong. TCU at three, Emmanuel Miller, Assam Mustafa who transfers in and Jacoby Coles who returns after scoring, I think it was nine uh, points per game. Yeah. I think, that's I, I think so. I, I, but even if you took away um, Isam Mustafa, like Emmanuel Miller and Jacoby Coles, I'd feel comfortable with that, right? Yeah. You add in an all-conference player from Coastal and Isam Mustafa, who adds – is he their biggest player, right? He adds a ton of size. I think he might be over – is he over seven or is he close to seven? No, I don't think that's right. Not? Okay. I know he averaged like a ton of rebounds, so like maybe he's maybe he's just pl- – yeah, he's only 6'9". Okay, but he averaged yeah, – like, let me see. I might be getting these numbers wrong, but I thought he averaged like double-digit rebounds or close to double-digit rebounds. I might just be way off on that. But regardless, oh yeah, he averaged ten rebounds, so maybe that's yeah, he was good. Was um, so he averaged a double-double. But he had that size to a team that was already pretty good at rebounding, and especially a team that needed to get to replace Eddie Lampkin, who left. Yeah, I I think they're. If you told me at the end of the, if you told me like a month or two into the season, we're like this is probably the second best front court in the season once we see them play. Yeah, I wouldn't shock me either. All right, this is where it gets off the rails, and this is where I have no idea who should be four and who should be yeah. ten. You can convince me any which way. I will tell you why I have Texas Tech four, and Go it is it. because of a man named Warren Washington. I think uh, Warren yeah, Washington I, yeah. is going to be everything – Grant McCaslin once and did not have at North Texas. Um, I was going to say, like, when – when was the moment, like, we always mess with Joe Goldie because he talked about, like, oh, yeah, there are some guys I couldn't get at ACU. Like, when was the – was when he saw Warren Washington walked in the building, was he like, oh, man, I made it. Like, I, I made it. I, I got a seven-footer who can run the, run, the, run the break and all this stuff. This is awesome. Pac-12 all-defensive first team – or all Pac-12 all-defensive team averaged 9.2 yeah. points, seven rebounds, two blocks for Arizona State last year on an NCAA tournament team. This is the dude right here that I, I, I'm excited to see Grant McCaslin's defense with him at the five, and yeah. 
that's pretty much all I got for you there. I, you can drop them. You can raise them. I, I love <laughs> that addition. I also think Devin Cambridge from Arizona State is, is an actual player uh, as well. He spent some years at Auburn, three years at Auburn, one year at Arizona State, averaged 10 points per game at Arizona State last year. So add him in there. Um, who else did I have on that on that list? Kyron Lindsay. Yeah, Kyron Lindsay, who I, is technically listed as a guard. He's 6'8". He can handle the ball. So I get it. But yeah. for this exercise, I wanted to put him at the forward, uh, forward slash wing spot. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's why that's why I have him for. But you can – yeah. Whatever you think about. I, I, I get it. I can see it. I can see it happening. Um, especially when it's like this. I'm just looking at this roster. Like it's such a stark contrast between like, I don't know. You, you've seen Grant McCaslin teams. I've seen them to a lesser extent. He kind of pretty much plays size. Like in terms of like these guys above this height are going to play the big slots. And yeah. then these guys below this height. Are, and like you look at the roster and it's like, oh yeah, no, here are the guards and here are the forwards. So mm-hmm. he might be kind of playing some minutes at the two, but like, I think guys six, eight and over, probably he's going to give him a different look at three of the four. Yeah, exactly. Um, All right. Well, how do you want to organize the rest here? I have Houston at five, North Texas at six, A&M at seven. I think that's the next group here. How do you yeah. want to organize Houston, North Texas and a and I think for me, I think I'd go A&M okay. first. I don't um, part of just just part of the what we know bucket, what we know about them, um, and then the chemistry of how we know we they can play. So, I think Julius Marble was okay last year. He wasn't like the game breaker, but we know that Henry Coleman was really good. Um, and I think, yeah, I don't know. I, I I feel comfortable just adding them to that five slot now. Houston or North Texas is where I kind of get admittedly get a little bit. I have no idea. I, I don't know. Right. I, and I, I moved Terrence Arsenault into the front court. If you look I was about at to say, because after, after after talking with uh, – uh, Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember. We, we were talking, and he was like, yeah, he's going to definitely get me in the front court now. Yeah, because they don't have any other forwards. Like, like okay, you have Juwan Roberts, and then it's like, who else are we putting here? Like, so 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 I think in that case let – me, let me say this. In that case, I think I would put North Texas above them because it's like – I don't know how Terrence Archon is going to handle playing the yeah. four. You know, yeah. this guy's played guard his whole life. Maybe in high school when he's one of the biggest guys on the floor, like yeah. he can get away with playing the four. But this is the Big 12, man. I don't no, know. Yeah. Like You're right. So I think I would go Aaron Scott, Mula Sissoko, let's, and then Robert let's Allen. Swap, let's swap A&M and Houston out. Let's swap. Okay. Yep. Let's I'm down for that. Five and the seven there. Um I, I, I don't have a problem with that. It's kind of like I think Jawan Roberts maybe held a lot of weight in my head, and I, I think also it was kind of just yeah. reputation in, in my head. Um, sure. I mean, again, he and he's he's worthy of that. I mean, we, we saw what he was able to do last year. Now I do wonder when they don't have – he's never he, – he's played, but he hasn't started next to anyone but a Jairus Walker who exactly. cleaned up a lot, right? Mm-hmm. So what happens when he's not standing next to – when he's not consistently playing next to an athletic three? Yeah. North Texas, um, Aaron Scott is someone I expect to have a very big year um, as the best player on their team, second team all conference going into the year, uh, high caliber player. He should be very, very good. Uh, Mulai Sissoko is someone who was the starting center for them on their NIT championship run. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Abu Usman did not play in the NIT. Mulai Sissoko steps in. They win the NIT, and I thought he actually looked really good. 
and he picked up basketball pretty late. So you wonder if there's a chance of him developing even further, maybe even uh, faster than other players at his age. Um, I think he's what it's junior going into this year, uh, sophomore. Like that. So you know, Sissoko could be better, and he's six ten, six eleven, good size so there. One, one thing I do, I am curious about with Aaron Scott because I do agree he's going to be very pivotal for them. So he was second in Conference USA in defensive rating last year, which is insane, which also backs up the numbers. Did you know he was also first and third, first in the conference and third in the country in fouls? Mm. That is going to be fascinating. Third in the he had 117 fouls last year, <laughs> which is interesting. Why? Let me see, let me see the averages on that because obviously that's going to be a lot. Oh. Um, Per 40, he was – per 40, he's at four and a half. So I would, I would assume that's like a th- around three-ish, high twos, low threes per game maybe. Yeah, no, three. He was at 3.1, 3.1 per game in uh, 27 minutes. So yeah. something to keep an eye on. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Yeah. Yeah, it's something to keep an eye on. Yeah. Um, that will be interesting. Interesting to watch. Uh, and then I do want to give a shout out to Robert Allen as well at North Texas, <laughs> who's a fifth-year player transferred in from Ole Miss. Actually, you know, was a decent role, role player at Ole Miss. Comes in 6'8", experience. I think maybe even sixth year, actually. Fifth or sixth year for him. Man. So another old player for North Texas to, yeah. to play with there. I, I like that front court quite a bit. Um after seven, it gets it gets kind of open again. Uh, All right, so we well let, let's take let's take people behind the scenes. Um, before we started recording, we straight up were like, "All right, who are these last three teams?" <laughs> Start googling. Start googling. Because folks, the backcourt is shallow on the men's side. Front front court. Or front court. Front court. Front court is shallow. Backcourt is awesome. Front court is shallow on the men's side. I mean, and honestly, we were, like. Teams like Houston, I know it's Houston to five, but not talking about it's like Houston only has one yeah. real player in the front court, and they're our number seven team. Uh, same thing with Rice, who I have at number eight. Max Feeler is yeah. at is you know a fine player, kind of is mm-hmm. what he is at this point. Uh, sure. The case with all of these teams, Rice, SFA, and SMU, they all just have that one player that we like a lot, and then it's like I figure out the rest. I don't know. Rice mm-hmm. has Max Feeler, SFA has Day Day Hall, and SMU has Samuel Williamson. Yeah. So I mean, that... here, to, to, to back up our Rice thing, you know, Max Fiedler. So not only – first of all, he led the country in field goal percentage, yeah. which I didn't realize. <laughs> uh, did you also know he was first in the conference in assists? Dude, they literally – the past three <laughs> – He was everything. He was everything for them. Dude, the past three or four years has literally been just throw it to Fiedler and treat him like Jokic and run around <laughs> him, and then he passes it to Evie, and Evie shoots it. And it, unless he's wide open, then he lays it in. And he, yeah. 100%. yeah, number one in the conference in – he led the conference in offensive rating, uh, led the conference in assists, led the conference in two-point field goal percentage, true shooting percentage. Like this guy was just like throw the – yeah, like you mentioned, throw the ball and then run some stuff around him. Yeah. <laughs> and and then just do a bunch of cuts. Yeah. That's literally <laughs> what Travis Easy's been for them, which is great. Um, he's obviously – I don't think he's a – Or Max Fiedler, you mean? I'm sorry, Max yeah. Fiedler um he's not a plus defender by any means but uh um, right. you know he can it's rice score the ball right. have fun um damn I'll, uh, I'll <laughs> do, you, do you think that's what do you think that's what scott paris says score the ball 
<laughs> and in practice, she's like, you know, you know what we do: score the ball, have fun, <laughs> bro. If we need the home field to make the shirts, which is right yeah. basketball, score the, <laughs> score score the ball. ball. Have fun. <laughs> oh god so yeah that that's yeah. right um I, I mean the other two sam and andrew andrew akushi and sam alajiki um fine players uh we'll see if they can get more out of them than what i expect but um yeah maybe defensively they can do some stuff that would be nice uh, right. just to make up for it or maybe play alongside max and go from there uh day day hall and sfa uh we love sedadrian hall um, he's been a good player for SFA for a while. Um, and you have Krishan Christmas, who I believe was from junior college, correct? And yes, he was a he was a good contributor in junior college. I, I really was a fan of that addition. And then uh, Nana Ansi Bawasiako, um, who uh, returned. Yeah, and I think he's you know I think he averaged what was it last year six per, points per game, uh, something like there. that. Yeah, it was it was a respectable uh, contribution. So. I, I think those are uh, those are more I don't want to say depth signings but like I like a lot of the well-roundedness of of, of that team. Obviously, Dede Hall is their their guy in the, on the inside, but I'm I'm a big fan of what he's been able to add. Uh, yeah. What what they've been able to add, um, yeah. Keller. SMU at ten. Samuel Williamson averaged nine points per game last year on a team that had zero depth. Um, this year, SMU hopes to have considerable more depth. Jaheim Hudson transfers in, Tyreek Smith transfers in, uh, Smith transfers from Oklahoma State, Hudson transferring from Georgia State. Um, yes, yes, so yes. There's, he's, uh, he comes, he's, I think he was recruited by Lanier to go to Georgia State. Yeah, yeah, I think it was 10 points per game at Georgia State last year, and then Tyreek Smith was around yep. five points per game at Oklahoma State last year. So, um, you know, the, again, projecting, kind of seeing what they'll do. Um, but I think a lot of this hinges on Samuel Williamson. Last yeah. year, we had maybe too high of expectations for him coming in uh, as yeah. a former, I mean, former, like, what, high four-star player, like top 50 yep. player. I don't know exactly where he ranked, but yep. incredibly talented out of high school. Um, and now, you know, we'll see year three for him, junior year. Uh, I'm excited to see what he what he does. Yeah, no, I, I think I'm very excited, too. I think that this one, this one's kind of a, I mean, honestly, we talked about how we, we saw how easily I was able to change my number 10 on the backcourt. I, I, this one's more of like, I legitimately don't know who else goes here, right? Um, we can talk about Sammy Williams and kind of have a Oh, also, he's not, yeah, also he's not a junior. This is, this is his uh, graduate senior year. Dude, time oh, flies. I watched him in high school wall, dude. Oh my! I was God. about to say that is crazy. Um, but like you said, I think we had a, a very, probably too high of expectations coming into a more prominent role right away, um, especially in a conference like AAC last year, where SMU just didn't have a lot of the horses a lot of the time. Um, but it is still a lot of projection, and it's also, I mean, like if we're being honest, I don't see any other team outside the top 10 like really cracking it unless somebody really jumps off the page right yeah. there's no like like you mentioned we mentioned the backcourt so it was like oh yeah this team could come in or this day, or obviously we swapped out we put tech in we yeah. put tech southern in. uh who right now are you saying oh yeah i gotta watch out for this team to jump in i mean texas state we don't think has the front court this year right? they lost nate i mean they, they lost nate martin yeah um 
he's not there anymore. Of course, we're two years removed from. Um, um I forgot. Uh, uh, I think Nigel Caesar's gone too. Yeah, Nigel like, it's, gone. It's, I went it's through SFA lot. and Abilene Christian. Yeah. I can't put them in this conversation. Um, nope. I'm sorry, not not SFA. Uh, Abilene Christian. I went through yeah, Abilene, Abilene Christian, yes, Charleston. Yes. Obviously, SFA is in our group. Uh, like, let's put it this way. I think for Texas State to get in this conversation, you're looking at, I like Davion Sykes, um, but he still averaged like three points last year, right? Yeah. <laughs> Tyrell Morgan, I think, obviously is there, but he eight points, right? So it's yeah. not like these aren't like, it's major projection yeah. um, when it comes to that. So. Sam Houston has um, Suleiman Dumbia, who used to play at TCU, but finding a second and third player that I trust right, in I'm about to do something right now that I feel disgusting. I'm about to look at UTSA's roster just to see. I would not do that. I wouldn't do that if I were you. I'm just going to say they revamped everything. I'm just going to see if I see somebody. No, you're not going to see anybody. You're not going to see anybody ish. All right. Look, let's talk about the other teams who actually have a chance of being on this list. Uh, Texas Southern, I looked at them. Are we going to talk about UTSA at all this year on the men's side? (laughs) No. No, I'm not I'm not talking about a team that's going 0 and 18 or 0 and 20 in the conference. I'm not doing this. Jordan Ivy Curry's back. I'll talk about him. Oh, about Jordan yeah, Ivy yeah. There you go. There you go. Back. Jordan um, Ivy Curry is back. But yeah, Texas Southern, Shakir O'Neal, Grayson Carter weren't great last year. We'll see if they could take a step right. forward. Prairie View yeah, was not projected well by the coaches in the conference. Nope. Um, yeah, not UTA didn't have much. So, yeah, not a ton. And like we said, AM Corpus Christi lost everybody from last year. So, uh, that's a right. whole new team. Even though I do think some of the transfers they got are actually decent. So, I, I don't want to dismiss them completely. But that, you know, UTEP, that's a lot of projecting as well. Oh, we'll see this, oh, this so, UTSA rosters. Don't do it. Don't, scary, man. Don't do it. Don't do it. Power is going to start flickering in your, in your uh, room. <laughs> Tempting fate over here. The lights are just swinging. Helmets falling off the doors. Tornado just sweeps through your room. I don't know any of these other players. You shouldn't. You shouldn't know any of these players. I shouldn't. I would hope not. That's some real sicko stuff right there. If you know, hashtag free Jordan Ivy Curry. Yeah, free Jordan Ivy Curry. Well, he went back, so it's this on him now. Actually, yeah, that's a good point. He he wasn't about. He wasn't in. He wasn't in. Oh no, they got Juan Reyna. I like Juan Reyna in the front in the backcourt. Oh, I'm not putting him on the front backcourt list. No, don't put him there. It's he's. I I just remember he he was on the um, the second Duncan Hill State title team. He was a starting point guard. I didn't realize they got Juan Reyna. Oh no, they trapped my boy. They trapped my boy. They they, they, they tricked my boy. <laughs> they tricked him. Oh, that's. Awkward. I mean, they lost their entire. For those who don't know, they lost their basically entire starting five to transfer yeah. out, not off eligibility. Transfer. My out favorite transfer. So my my favorite transfer. It wasn't uh, on the court. It's obviously Bugs going to UNT because he's actually going to play some Bugs, basketball. Better, Richard. Well, no, my the... my favorite transfer out of all of them is Lamine Sabali, who just transferred to UIW. <laughs> he just. He just... <laughs> <laughs> just like you know what i like it here but i don't like it here you know <laughs> i got a lease for a year that i don't want to give up so 
I'm gonna just I'll see y'all down the road. I'm gonna take a, a tw- the 20 minute drive downtown ish area. <laughs> oh. He's like, my forward. sister's in the WNBA in Dallas. I can drive up to see her. Yeah. I got a nice spot here in San Antonio, but I but I don't I don't want to be here. <laughs> I mean, let, let me make it clear. Yo, going to Cardinal yeah, that, UTSA is hilarious. That is that was my favorite transfer when I saw that pop up. Because yeah. like he, of course he's international. Like he's from you know he's from Germany, and so he was like, yeah. nah, I'm just gonna twenty minutes down the road is cool for me. <laughs> just get me out of this building, basically. That's incredible. Um, yeah, UTSA lost everybody. Um, <sighs> obviously, uh, I'm actually interested. To see the transfer that left, I think are gonna have great years. Um, I was about to say if Bugs like pops off, Bugs, turns on conference, and then Bugs gonna be honestly, really if Scully comes out and just starts putting up fifteen for UIW, you're like, what's up? What's going on here? Um, DJ Richards is going to McNeese for Will Wade. Yep. He should. He's going to average. He he will average double digit points uh, at McNeese, and uh, yeah. McNeese will be a problem. Uh, Jacob Germany goes to Wichita State. He'll. Be- I forgot. Oh my God! I forgot he's back. I forgot yeah, he was back. Germany. It will be in playing in the convocation center, I think, but for uh, Wichita State and Paul Mills. They're gonna play. They're gonna play the um, coming home. Yeah, <laughs> P Diddy song, <laughs> free game. Let's see. UTSA uh, plays at Wichita State. Does Wichita play in San Antonio? No, they don't. What a disappointment. He's like, um, he's like, I'm only signing. Here. I'm only signing here if I don't gotta go. <laughs> I'm never going back in the convocation center ever again. Do not oh. um, so yeah. Anyways, there's your UTSA update for the day, for the year. Yeah. Actually, the- don't tune in the rest of the <laughs> like we ain't <laughs> tune in the rest of the year. For the wait, 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 specify UTSA men's. UTSA men's. We love the women. Yes. We so, are. We uh, are. This is an unofficial UTSA women's basketball podcast. I think. Spoiler alert! I think UTSA yeah. is in my top. Well, they're definitely in my top ten on the front courts. Jordan Jenkins, whatever. sure, hundred percent. Back, I mean, they might they're be, also I in my top. Say, 10. Maybe they're also yeah. in my top ten. Sydney Love, Kira White, Kira like, White. Yeah, yeah. Okay, they're in my top okay. ten on the on the backcourt side too. So there you go. I like Whenever it. we do the women's like side, it. UTSA fans, you can tune back in. I love it. Don't I love tune, it. Don't tune in on the men's side. Don't, don't, I, mean, I don't even know why you're listening you right now. You saw top backwards. I don't know why you're <laughs> You saw men's top backwards and front courts. Like, oh man, this will be a good listen. Just rag on UTSA for eight minutes at the end of the podcast. Oh. Turn the podcast off. Oh, All right. Um, that's it. Ish has to get back to work. Um, I do. I do. This is fun. Bro. This is a nice little detour, though. I needed this. <laughs> a little detour, yeah. He's not stressed as much anymore. All right. Uh, uh, thank you for joining us. Um, yeah, we'll be back with the women's side soon. We got a bunch of co- preview content planned out for the next couple weeks before the season starts on November 6th. It's almost here. It's almost here, and I'm uh, very excited. So, um, yeah, leave us a like, comment, share, subscribe. Check out the YouTube channel if you haven't already. That's been growing. Uh, thank you to all the coaches yes. who – did our interview i don't think i ever said that but thank you to what 10 i think we had 10 coaches on so 10 yeah one fifth of the state has been in our on our podcast is one out of five Ooh. pretty good Man. pretty good that's um, awesome that's great yeah so uh thank you all for joining us um and we will talk to y'all later